ship. We have broken down the bridge behind us. Nay, more, the land behind us. Well, little ship, look out. Behind me is the ocean. It is true, it does not always roar, and sometimes it spreads out like silk and gold and a gentle reverie. But times will come when thou wilt feel that it is infinite, and that there is nothing more frightful than infinity. Oh, the poor bird that felt itself free and now strikes against the walls of this cage. Alas, if homesickness for the land should attack thee, as if there had been more freedom there, and there is no land any longer. And welcome to the ABC, or the Animorphs Book Club for Long. My name is Jenny. And my name is Bryn. And that was Friedrich Nietzsche. Wow, I love Hamilton. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me again. Uh, good, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. How are we doing, Bryn? Uh, we're doing well. I got coffee in my hand. I see you've got coffee in your hand. Mm -hmm. Or is that just straight creamer this time? Um, it's getting close every day. It's getting closer. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I had a little bit of cream in mine, but then as I keep refilling my coffee, it's just because it's becoming more so just black coffee, which is fine, but it, I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm good. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. How are you? (laughs) Uh, quite well. Um, quite taken aback by this last book, though. Uh, firstly, yeah. what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, should we just get right into it? Should right we just... It. Okay, first yeah, of all... Yeah, let's just do it. This book was fucking weird. Mm-hmm. In a different way... There's no getting around that. It was just weird as hell. It was weird as hell in a way that's different than the other books. I must make that clear. Yeah, that being said, I did enjoy it. Um, it was fresh. It was funky. I I did like it, but it I was. I think I enjoyed it. Strange. <laughs> I'm not. You were sure. too busy just being like, "What even? What even to, in the world is that?" <laughs> to to enjoy it. That's fair. That's fair. This um, was, by the way, we we read the Stranger. By the, the way, Stranger. That is book seven of the Animorph series, narrated by. Our favorite danger girl, Rachel. Oh, yeah. No last name, for obvious reasons. Rachel, um, Rachel, last name. Rachel, last name. This, I I don't know what I was expecting. The cover f- did not give away how strange it was at all. I was expecting no. a normal Animorphs book, as normal as Animorphs can be. Especially with a tagline like, this time there may be no way out like that. That's wasn't pretty generic. That was pretty generic for Animorphs. Um, what we got, though, was a roller coaster inside of a psychedelic trip. Um, yeah, this was very, like, 1974. No, no, no. Let me read. 1968 psychedelic. Yeah, it was. Uh, D-list psychedelic rock band album cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, it was existential. It was psychedelic. It was... Weird as fuck. Time um, travel. <laughs> time travel. It was a um, Doctor Who episode stuck inside of an Animorphs book. It was. It was Doctor Who. I've seen like three episodes of Doctor Who, but this seems very on brand with that. Oh, um, by the way, if this is your first time listening to this, uh, uh, I'm I'm Je- I almost said I'm Bryn. 
I'm Jenny, and this is Bryn, and this is the Animorphs Book Club, where we read uh, all the Animorphs books, and uh, we have a book club, and we've never read them before, and I've never read books before, so we have a good time here. A book or two before. It's been known to happen. On a uh, once in a blue moon, I will read a book. Yeah, um, Jenny doesn't read books, but has many thoughts. I don't have many thoughts, but I read a lot of books. So yeah. together we create a whole person. One brain. If that makes sense. <laughs> we create One a brain. whole brain. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, let's just jump right into the plot of the book. Yeah, let's just so, do it. Okay, so chapter one, you want to take us in? Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, so slow pan, <laughs> slow zoom, title <laughs> sequence, chapter one, <laughs> the, the Stranger. Credits begin. We find ourselves at a circus on a Sunday night. It was late. <laughs> you know, the way that you just said that, I mean, this it doesn't help that I just watched, just got finished rewatching uh, Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail last night. But this book does kind of like if you take out how serious it was it does just like in terms of weirdness it does kind of remind me of a monty python skit because just like what even was that um yeah it was like monty python's dark cousin um i don't know i did enjoy it though monty python's dark cousin ponty mython it's the same it's the same way that your evil twin is sprint benser my evil twin is Spencer Bryan. Oh, right. right. <laughs> Spencer Bryan. Um, but anyway, this starts at a circus, which, like, if you could not pay me to come up with a more out-of-place uh, location to begin this book. No, absolutely not. I was not expecting this. Because it started off relatively normal, with Rachel doing dumb shit. Yes. Um... She's going there to not free the elephants, but scare the guy who owns the elephants, which feels a bit counterintuitive. Yeah, he, so, like, they don't go there for that purpose. She goes to hang out with her dad at the circus, and her, like, they go to a show when the circus was still a thing, because, right, this was the 90s. Yeah. And then she sees the (laughs) The greatest showman hadn't come out yet. Right. Um... The well, Cassie is there still too. Not... We gotta say. Oh yeah, Cassie is also there because she dragged her along. Um, Greatest Showman really did not save the circus industry. I think it made it worse. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so Cassie sees the game master like abusing the elephants and like I don't know electrocuting them. Yeah, with cattle something. rods. Right, um, and then she gets mad. As Rachel is prone to do. And uh, she, after the show, she, like, morphs into an elephant and picks him up and just, like, yeets him across the room. She also thought-speak communicates with him, which is so stupid. Like they, That's so this, stupid this and thought, dangerous. Okay, it's because they, they clearly know how stupid and dangerous it is because they say every single time every one of these books begins, it's like, my name is Rachel. I can't tell you my last name because any one of us could be controllers. Like, and so why the fuck would she thought speak in very human lingo? Like, Andalites don't talk like, like, I'm from the International Elephant Police. Like, Andalites don't talk like that. So what, 
what? Why not just toss him? I'd be fine if she was just tossing him. I mean, it'd still be pretty dumb, but like, I, I have, I can't keep defending her. I have no idea. That was just dumb as hell. Um, I mean, Jake agrees with me because at chapter three, you it starts with you threw the guy in the air. Wasn't that maybe just a little unnecessary? And they just like, no, he made me mad. I love her. She's a she's a doll. Um, she did not get like the like the kids, especially Jake, did not like reprimand her as much as I thought they did. Until you remember that Jake just like went through a ton of psychological torture like three days ago. In, <laughs> For in real, this time. is like this is like a week and, ago. He got invaded. Yeah, this is like a week ago, and he just like was extremely violated and probably is really tired. So he was just like, whatever. Um, yeah. Sorry, King. <laughs> Yeah, Sucks. sorry, Prince. Um, but yeah, the kids <laughs> meet together, Prince, and and Jake is like, "I'm just kind of tired, but like, okay." And then Marco is like, "Yeah, it was pretty stupid." Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised about Marco's, um, because he's usually, yeah, the one who like well. Yeah, well, he they're all a bit more serious right now because uh, of the thing that they're their they're plan <laughs> their plan that they're gonna do which they do they do go over oh, right in this oh oh first before that we get to hear rachel's perspective on on her fellow animorphs and uh one of the one of the things that that jumped out to me was that she describes tobias as a sweet poetic kind of guy he used to have messy out of control hair and dreamy eyes <laughs> I love how she's just, like, this Amazon warrior danger girl, and then she really likes this, like, poetry 2014 Tumblr boy. Oh, um, my God. Cole's Dylan Sprouse-looking motherfucker. I'm weird, okay? I'm weird, okay? Have you ever seen me without this hat? That's weird. (laughs) Every time I put on a beanie, that's what I think about, especially since I kind of have the same haircut as him. Yes, Um, you do. Yeah, that's what I think about literally every time I put on a beanie and then it shames me into taking it off most of the time. Oh, <laughs> but don't let your dreams yeah. be dreams. Oh, but um, I, told you I don't know how to accessorize. Anyway, let's go. But they, they, <laughs> they get into the plan, which is <laughs> they're going to, they found a way into the yerk pool, <laughs> which is the funniest thing. Cause the yerk pool <laughs> is in a dressing room at the gap. <laughs> That seems about right. Have you ever been in a dressing room at the Gap and just felt like something was? I've never not been to the Gap. Right. Oh, I've only been to the Gap, uh, like Gap outlets, um, which is maybe why. But just like they're eerie. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I've never been to a Gap. I just the Caucasian energy was far too much for me. Yeah, so I think many that's maybe maybe where the eeriness comes from. You said like eeriness. You said eeriness, but I thought you said Arianness. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" I definitely did not say, say that. I know that now. The the eeriness I think comes from like twenty five of the same sweater, just in different polka dot colors. Um, it's like a Night so, episode. It yeah, 
it's, and everything is like a hundred dollars. It's yeah, <laughs> the funny gap. It's not a great place. Um, eh, anyway, apologies. Sorry if you shop at Gap. Sorry if you like the Gap. <laughs> um, Old Navy though, that's different. That's different. Um, but wait, how is that different? <laughs> it's really not because they're the same company. They just have different vibes. You know? Yeah, I get that. So the kids decide okay. to uh, take a shot. I said this, so the kids decide. Um, so they, they, their, their plan is they're going to go to the Yerk pool and they're going to find the Candrona, the miniature sun, and they're going to destroy it. This still confuses me. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I thought it was pronounced Cadrona. There's an which, N. Um, I speed read, so I like mispronounce things That's in my head okay. a lot. Candrona, um, Candrona is a very like um, impractical word to say. So is um, all the words in this. What is this? In this. All, of, all literally all of the words. So is Aximili, as Gareth Isil, which is so is Yerk. Yeah, Yerk, Yerk is, is really, really hard, hard to say. Yeah, it doesn't make sense though. I don't enjoy it. I mean, they're aliens, mm-hmm. but um. At least Visor 3 has a nice Visor 3. je ne sais quoi. Golf? It rolls off the tongue. Golf Visor 3. Um, but the uh, the kids are like, okay, we're going to break it. Because it's the size of a car. But, I mean, it's not a perfect plan because they have a spare. <laughs> they have a spare in the mothership, which Still. they're going to, you know, ship down in a couple weeks. But, but they will be, um, the Yerks will be... What's the word? Damaged. Damaged? Yeah. They'll be damaged. Yeah. You know, which is important. It is important. I think it's a, it's not, it's definitely not the best plan, but given the circumstances and how few options they have, I think it's a better plan than just doing nothing. They've also Um, had worse plans. (laughs) Definitely. All of, almost like 90% of their plans have been worse than this one. Yes. Um. Like the so, one where they get, we're gonna steal the <laughs> steal the spaceship. Steal the ship. <laughs> Both times. How Both did times. you not think that through? I don't. Kids. I don't. Anyway, I, uh, I don't. Um, but so they they're like, cool, we're gonna do it. So Rachel goes home, and this is where the actual conflict in the book starts. Mm. I would argue. Well, I mean, I guess you could say that when God shows up, that's when the technical actual conflict shows up. No, I agree. This is when the conflict, at least this is the conflict within Rachel starts, which I think yeah. is important considering it's from her point of view. Mm. Um, I felt so bad for Rachel in this book. Oh, I've been in her position um, and it sucks. Like I like started to tear. We'll, we'll get into it, but I did start to tear. Yeah, up I, as I was reading it, I was like, dilemma. I wonder what Bryn is going through right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie Ouch. to you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going through it, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was kind of glad when the like the spooky shit started to happen because I was like, okay, that's kind of how Rachel it's feels. A bit too real for me right now. That's kind of how Rachel mm-hmm. feels, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but... I'm surprised that I don't. No, you go. Rachel and I are really similar. Yeah. Um, just in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that Cassie is my queen and not Rachel. I mean, I do love Rachel a lot. She's just. It's it's really weird to see like your own personality reflected in a book. So, yeah. I mean, I am famous for hating 
any book character that is like me. Which, I, yeah, I don't know what that means for my self-image. <laughs> yeah, like, my individually, like, any, I can't read a book that, like, has um, a character with the same name as me, even if they're a side, side character. Like, my oh, indiv- in individuality just, like, shatters. Like, I just can't handle it. So, I mean, I love Rachel a lot, and I feel for her. But Cassie's still my favorite. Speaking of. Just like Marco's your favorite. Speaking of. Um, so the plot walks in the door in the form of uh, Rachel's father. Who. Uh, we, it must be said. It must be said. That uh, Rachel's parents are divorced. And her dad is a. Yeah. Um, a, a newsman. A weatherman. Oh a newsman. He's a newsman. Yeah. A news anchor. A news anchor. Yeah. Anchor. Just a like, anchor. just like, uh, the way that we make our podcasts, anchor. It's freak. <laughs> Jenny, I now is not the time for an ad. I just go to an ad. They're not even sponsoring us. I wouldn't get any money from it. <laughs> um, now is not the time. <laughs> I know for an ad. Yeah. Um, but but Rachel's dad walks in. They have a very awkward dinner and Rachel's dad is like yeah um I'm getting a promotion but I have to move to a different state and then Rachel's and like he asks Rachel to come with her yes I mean with him yes because of Carla gets- Bar- Belnikoff uh-huh and she gets like angry because um, I think it should be said that, like, her dad wants her to move, but her mom is telling her that she doesn't want Rachel to move. And so are her sisters. So she's faced with this choice to either hurt her father because he's going to be lo- alone in a new city and he wants to spend time with her. Or she has the choice to hurt her mom and her sisters. And we're not even talking about the Animorphs. It's yeah. just Rachel's own personal life. Yeah, adding the Animorphs um, into that is is another thing, because if she goes with her father, she will essentially be you know, taken out of the war. And I think Rachel would hold herself responsible if anything happened to the planet. Absolutely. Or her friends, even. Yes. Um, well, if something happens yeah, to her friends, she would. something's gonna happen to the planet, because these children are their last line yeah, of that's defense. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Kind of the same. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Um, she would absolutely blame herself, and it would probably destroy her, also. Yeah. Um, just, like, not being a part of a war that she knows is happening to, that goes directly against Rachel's nature. Um, so she's faced with this really difficult decision um I really felt for Rachel because any I think any child of who's gone like whose parents have gone through a messy divorce like felt that um (laughs) it sucks it does suck but um at least we got some real life representation in Rachel yeah I don't know I can make no comments on this so it, I'm just going to let you talk it, about it. <laughs> yeah, just take my word yeah. for it. It sucks big time. It just... it's Yeah, I can imagine. Fe- like, she describes this feeling of, like, of just numbness and dread and, like, her stomach sinking 
um, when everyone's pretending that everything is all right. And I'm like, oh my God, the times that I've felt that when I was a teenager, um, the times that I still feel that as an adult um, is insane. And I like, I know it's not the worst thing to happen for Rachel um, at all. I mean, these kids almost die like every book. <laughs> they were faced with a life or death situation multiple times each book. But um, this was like, I think this is a struggle for Rachel that is kind of humanizing and grounding because it just shows that she does also have struggles within the real world. And it reminds you that these are kids are just kids, again, with real life um, problems and struggles outside of this intergalactic war, um, which I appreciated, but also made me really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, no. I just think it's um. This happens later on in the book, but like I'm very happy that the animorphs ended up being as supportive as they were, because Rachel was thinking mm-hmm. this whole time like, oh my god, I can't have these like little problems. The fucking world is gonna die, you know. But then the animorphs are like, mm-hmm. no, you can have multiple problems at once. Like, and even if they are intensely personal and have nothing to do with the war, you know, that's okay. Absolutely. And I thought that was really, really nice of them. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that because, um, I feel like a lot of people think that even if you're not fighting an intergalactic world, just war, just like in everyday life, I think some people feel like problems are too small to bring to their friends or too trivial when nothing is too small or too trivial if you're going through it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the Animorphs were really great friends to Rachel in this book, which I really liked. Yeah, but that happens later Um, on. As of of now, um, Rachel is freaking out, and she's like, fuck this, I'm going to be a bird. And she bees a bird. Oh, right, right, right. She's a bird. She is a bird, and she goes to visit Tobias, right? Yes. Um, and they sit on a branch of a tree and have a little chat, a little chit-chat. Um, well, he she scares him first because she's an owl, and owls are, have been known to hunk, hut, hut, <laughs> hunt hawks. <laughs> They've been known to hunk. Yeah, really just, I like, They've been known to hunk, you know? <laughs> I really just had a stroke there. Um... But, um, yeah, yeah, they have a cute little convo. Uh, I'm fine with this romance if they're both birds. I realized that. You don't, you don't like this Tobias, Rachel moment? Not when Rachel's a human. I'm not, I'm not into bird fucking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or it's yeah, not like, I'm, definitely... I'm not into human. I, like this is a B movie situation. It is it really though? Yeah, Tobias is the B in the B movie, and Rachel okay, is Renee Zellweger. Okay, but Barry B. Benson was never a human before he turned into a B. You have a point. <laughs> Also, I hate the bee movie so much, and I love the animals so much. I need you to like not compare those two because it's gonna taint things for me. <laughs> it's it makes me deeply uncomfortable because I hate the bee movie. I so know much. you hate the bee movie. Barry B. Benson is a fucking moron. I, Can we discuss that? 
Can we? He's like, yeah, I want absolutely. All the honey for myself. You're a bee. Don't you know how this works? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I hate. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's already making me so mad. All the B facts in that movie, there were no B facts. No one did any research in that movie. Not even like a second um, of thought. According to, went but into according it. to unknown laws of aviation, there's no way a bee should be able to fly. I'm gonna slap you through the phone screen. <laughs> we're already um, there and we're only half an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the times you said when Bryn starts to get physically violent. That's when we have to stop um, the episode. It's time to end the episode. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And we cut it off there. That was a good episode. <laughs> we're back. And we're back. <laughs> um, we're back. Um, um, back at back it. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. I- so... Okay, let's let's not talk about yeah, the we'll get, movie we'll get off because the it's movie. just going to enrage um, me. We we can do that a different time. That can be a separate a separate podcast. show. That'll be our that'll be um, our holiday special. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So, um, um, so Rachel is still like, no, I can't go back home. I'm going to go find a bear, and she goes to the gardens. Right. She, she goes, goes to the gardens and does some stupid. Yeah, she finds a grizzly bear because she wants to be powerful, and she acquires a morph. Without telling anybody. Yeah. Um, oh, and then this is where I marked the worst sentence of the book. My insides gurgled and squished and sloshed as some organs grew and others changed and others reappeared from nothing. Mm-mm. That's not great for me. Somehow I knew you were going to say I that. Know. I knew it was going to be about that. Yeah, it was bad. It's always, um, always going to be something morphing because morphing is disgusting. It is disgusting. It's purposeful. Oh yeah, that's very much though. the point. Yeah. Um not to talk about the covers again, but <laughs> um they really do do a good job Do-do. of like I know we all used to make fun of them in in like when we were elementary school cuz we didn't those of us who didn't read the books cuz we had no idea what they were about. Um no, yeah. But they do really do a good job of making morphing both like disgusting and still powerful. Oh, yeah, we talked about this audiences. last week. Uh, we really, we really like. Oh them. right, we did. Yeah. No, I I, I'm always okay. down to talk about the work of one Mr. David Mattingly. One day he will listen to this show, and he will know how much we appreciate him and his service. We do appreciate you, David. When you first told me the name of the artist and that he followed us on Twitter, I got very confused because there is an NPR correspondent named Dave Mattingly. No. Um. And. And I Not listened to NPR. NPR a lot, and I was like, and every time I get in the car, it's, I'm Dave Mattingly. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 I'm confused. Um, but we got that cleared up, so it's fine. I was just confused It might first. be the opposite of, uh, of NPR. The Animorphs yeah. in general? Yeah, it may be the exact opposite of NPR in spirit and content. Yeah, anyway, but, but so Rachel, Rachel turns into a bear, bear, but it's because she wanted to be powerful, you know? And she, mm-hmm. she didn't want to deal with, like, all of the shit. She just wanted to be powerful and brave and fearless. That's fair. I personally would have gone for a big cat, but that's just me. Bears are fucking insane. They actually... Are they? they I live... I mean... Oh. Have you... I've only seen a bear, like, twice in the wild. They're crazy. They're not crazy. Well, they're not. My grandmother beat up a bear with her purse. <laughs> oh my god, she was like the woman in Madagascar. Yeah, no, she literally was. She uh, 
my she like a my dad found a bear cub and then the mom found my dad and she was pissed as hell so my grandmother who was like four foot nine and had like a purse that contained everything you could possibly imagine beat up a I love your grandmother so much. <laughs> She's my great grandmother, and she is gone now. But uh, I still, yeah, icon. Mona was a queen. I love Mona you, was Mona. a queen. Um, or so the legend goes. Anyway, let's let's talk about animorphs. Yes. So they all they hook up at the mall. They need to stop saying the word hookup because that means something different now. I hope now. Up, oh yeah, like, yeah. It's always meant something different. <laughs> I hooked up with Cassie. I don't need to... I don't need that. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, they, they go... This was written 20 years I ago. Know, so. But they go to, so they go to the mall very non-suspiciously. <laughs> Why do they always go to the mall? Because they that's should pick the, a different because, spot well, No, to because they're going to the Yurk pools at the Gap. Oh, right. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> dumb. Okay. But they do go to the mall a lot. It's because it was written... It's 1998. And they, everyone wanted to go to the mall. Oh, right. I don't want to go I, to the mall, but we can't. Yeah, n- no one wanted to go to the mall when I was in high school. That was a place you went to avoid. You, you, no. no. People would go to the mall. You only went there because Hot Topic was People at the mall. People would go to the mall sometimes. Um, the mall in my neighborhood is slowly, well, I don't know if it still is, but it was slowly being closed down. Which <laughs> is kind of sad, but I really like You would the mall. only go to the mall if... Yeah, you would only go to the mall because it had a like a small jelly bean factory and a hot topic, the only hot topic in my neighborhood. And for all us emos and goths, that was the place. There's so. a hot topic at my mall too. There is um there's a really good Qdoba. Um <laughs> I don't know what that is. <gasps> it's like Chipotle. But better. Hmm. Interesting. We had um we had Rubio's, which was not as good as Chipotle. Qdoba uh, is better than Chipotle because two reasons. One, Qdoba has ground beef. Two, Qdoba does not charge mm. for extra guac. Oh, yeah, that is, that does suck. Yeah. Every time I get Chipotle, I have to be like, can I afford to get guacamole? Because <laughs> I am poor. Yeah. That's why Qdoba is the best. Yeah. Um, I was torn when I learned there's no Qdoba in the neighborhood I am now living in. I was torn asunder. I'm so okay. sorry. You do have an in and out a mere 20 I minute do drive have an away from you, but though. I don't have a car. <laughs> Your roommate I know. has a car. Oh, but anyway, back to the story. They um Oh, right. Oh my Animals. god, we did it sorry. again. So <laughs> Oops, we, did. we fucking did it again. I'm sorry. Well, I told my so we told ourselves did it again. I'm sorry, we were Brittany. starting this episode. We were like, I'm gonna. I literally looked Bryn in the eyes and I was like, I'm gonna keep on track. I am gonna keep on track. And now I'm talking about fucking Qdoba. I made I made no such promises. I made no such promises. I know. Never have. It's problematic never for me. Um, but mm-hmm. Rachel is jazzed. She's feeling hype. She wants to be ass. Yeah, so it's a normal Tuesday for Rachel, and um, well, it's they're they're yeah. ready. They're, so they so they what? go they go so to the they, Gap. They go to the Gap, and then two at a time, they go into that dressing room where the York Pool entrance is kind of like a Harry Potter flush down the toilet into the Ministry of Magic situation, or like the hit um, movie flushed away. And then they morph into cockroaches. <laughs> 
just I never want to think about that movie ever again. What do you have against Flushed Away? <laughs> I've seen it once many years ago, and I thought it was a fever dream, to be honest, yeah, for a while great. until I... <laughs> I have not seen We're it We're watching it again. Um, it's good. It's Ardman's only I, only 3D animated film, and it looks pretty good for being a 3D animated film normally done by a studio that does stop motion. Flushed Away is good, Bryn. It's about it's about a rat who looks like Tom Holland gets flushed down yes. the toilet. Okay. Do you have problems with that? <laughs> no. That's Mm-mm. right. Mm-mm, for my own safety, no, That's I do not. Um, right, so they go into the yerk pool and they almost get eaten. They, yeah, they morph into cockroaches and then follow somebody who's going into the yerk pool and then they realize, hot, hot damn, there's a lot of people Wait, down here. Wait, if, if someone was going um, into the yerk pool, wouldn't they notice all the clothes on the ground? No, because Jake came in last and he... Oh picked up all their clothes and then stashed it away. Responsible and he, leader. Honestly, I don't know why they didn't like take off their clothes and fold them and put them aside and then or not because that would have been a lot less up. suspicious. Yeah. Maybe their clothes are not Gabby. Maybe not. Je- I mean, Cassie's definitely no, are not. she's a hippie. No, I've, you can't find overalls at the Gap. I've tried. Tragic. Uh, but they almost get eaten by a taxon. Oh, yeah, they go into, like, the lunchroom, and, yeah, they get, like, slooped up by a taxon, because he's like, mmm, lunch, and, because crickets, and then they're like, oh, God, and then as they're, like, almost in his mouth, time stops, and this is where the weird shit happens, because God shows up. This is where it gets weird. Everything stops. Everything freezes. Time, frozen. All of the controllers, frozen. Tobias, a human. A human with his tousled curly hair according to Rachel his and poetic hair looking very fine his poetic hair and his, his painted nails his dreamy and eyes his black and, his, and white striped know. shirt with a band t-shirt over that and his wallet chain I had a wallet chain good I had a pocket watch that I also wore as a wallet chain that that is some energy right there <laughs> that is something really special. Oh, Jenny, you should have seen me in high school. It was that is gender something. <laughs> it was I was really something. Anyway, we should move on. Let's not talk about me. <laughs> Enough about me. So, um, <laughs> so that all the all of the kids hear this voice in their head, kind of like thought speech. Um, but it's what? Humility from an Andalite? And Axe is like, oh, no, 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 not one of these. And we learn. (laughs) Not one of these bitches. I love how Axe is, um, unfazed. Like, he's phased, but also, like, like, every, all the kids are like, whoa, what is that? And he's like, not again, this bitch. It's such a great contrast, because he's so clueless about Earth shit, like, to where he might eat a cigarette butt. But like the moment this the moment <laughs> the moment King. God shows up, he's like, I know what you are. He's like, ugh. <laughs> it's he's wholly unimpressed, which I really appreciate. I love that for him. Um, um 
Speaking anyway, of... Anyway, please continue. Uh, God shows up, but this... It, it, it goes by... It's right. called an Elemist. Ooh, an Elemist. And it's Ooh. like... It's like the Q from Star Trek. It can be everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it can control time. It is probably omniscient. Um, and basically, this book confirms that God exists and it's an Elemist. Because it's, it's like basically what it is. Yeah. It's, it's God. It's God. Yeah, and there's aren't there multiple yes. of them? We only see there's one. Like a whole, this is a whole species. So that's why I'm saying it's kind of like the Q. Except... The Q are more... You haven't met the Q, Bryn. Because you have... No, I've, I'm no, not no, that far it's, in, it's the, not, in Star It's Trek in yet, uh, no. The Next Generation, which is before Deep Space Nine. Oh, I haven't For even started reference, that yet. For future reference, I got no. Bryn into watching Deep Space Nine. Um, yeah, it's what it was one of the best decisions you've ever made. I've, I really you enjoy it. You have met AQ. Um, even though I'm so sorry, I'm still on my Jurassic okay. Park kick. You have sorry. met AQ, because he shows up in one episode of... of <laughs> Of DS9, and that's it. <laughs> I do remember... I do think yeah, I remember he boxes, that. Yeah, he boxes with Cisco. Him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy. He, he's... But he's a, in a lot more episodes of The Next Generation, especially. And he's in some episodes of Voyager. Um, but Excellent. they are omniscient species of time-traveling shenanigan makers and that's this feels very yeah the elemist felt very um how do i put this season seven of in season seven last three episodes of the 100 except so much better done this is basically in the season finale oh god i'm not gonna spoil anything for anyone even though it sucked ass i haven't um, watched it so anyway uh you know what? Your thing was better. Oh, okay. Let's just stick with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. This dude is basically God. And he, he's, he, he freezes everything. And he comes up to his children and he's like, Oh, yeah, your species is dead. You lost. <laughs> yeah, you all <laughs> are <laughs> fucked. And they're like, mmm. Wah, wah. Um, and then he, like opens a door from nothingness to appear in a physical form that they can understand. They're feeble human minds. And uh, he looks like a human, but... And he's an old man. And he's an old man. With long white hair and pointy ears and black eyes. He's a blue wizard. um, And he steps through a door in the air and tells them that they're all fucked. (laughs) Yeah, you guys... uh, you guys is fucked. Uh, I mean, well, he co- he comes and he's like, uh, the fate of the human race is in the balance. And he's like, normally, elemists don't interfere in the private affairs of other beings, you know? Except when things are mm-hmm. endangered and they're going to become extinct, like humans. And, and we love your planet so much. And then he, like, takes them on, like... Like, you know the Disney ride Soarin'? <laughs> he goes on a Soarin' mm-hmm. adventure on, like, a tourist ride to all the beautiful places. It's very Earth. much... Yeah, it's very like that ride at California Adventure where you were in the balloon and you go over everything. Yeah, isn't that Soarin'? 
I barely do. Uh, I don't know. Uh, The only Soren I know is the one in Epcot because I've never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World, but... Bruv, we've talked about this. I haven't been since I was four. Um, (laughs) But this whole part was very funny to me because it's like, but look at how lovely your planet is. And he's looking at all the all the lovely things on Earth, like the squids and the, the on the coral and the lions. Damn right, squids are beautiful. <laughs> well, I do agree. I mean, cuttlefish are my favorite animal. They're not technically squids, though. I read that and I was like, yeah. ah, a being <laughs> of taste. Um, but like then he's like, in all the universe, no greater beauty. In a thousand thousand worlds, no greater art than this. And I'm like, okay, listen... <laughs> I oh, I am okay, not look. into like science fiction that's like the human race and the planet Earth is the most powerful special planet on the world like in the universe. We really aren't that special. We're not. We haven't even invented space travel. Like and he calls us primitive, but he's like but capable of understanding. And I'm like, "Okay, this is what this is what Are gets we? me. This is one of the things that gets me about this book." Is like the, okay, in, tell me. Okay, so with the introduction of the Elemist and the, the you know, fact that the Elemist can travel through time and, and say, can literally save species, why, the, why didn't he think to do this for the Andalites? Hmm? Maybe he's a biased little bit. I mean, it seems like it. Like, why, like... I honestly don't... I'm going to be honest, I don't think, like, yeah, he can time travel and all this stuff, but I don't think they're omniscient. I you think know? it's, um, well, it's, it, not to go back to Star Trek, but, um. To, let's <laughs> go back to Star Trek. The, the Q are also technically not omniscient all the time, but they can be if they want to. So if they think really hard, they can find stuff, right? If they focus their energy, they can locate things and then teleport to them but it's also frowned upon in q society to do such things so uh mm-hmm. i i i really think that the I elements mean, we were inspired know... by the q but you know whatever <laughs> oh i i'm sure they were because star trek i feel like star trek heavily inspired mm-hmm. this entire series um but i don't know i mean this is the only Elemis that we've ever met. So we know nothing about Elemis culture, society, if this person is, like, breaking norms or, um, you know, like, whatever. So yeah. I have no idea. But, but anyway, so... What are your thoughts? The Elemis shows them all the stuff and is like, you guys are gonna all die and I can help you, but... Wait, didn't... No, Never. wait, what? What? No, wait. Um, didn't Elemis, the Elemis be like, it's not, it's, it's, we have a rule that we don't yeah, interfere. I know. So, so maybe he's, like, he followed that rule with the Andalites, but he just loves humanity so much. I think much that's no what the thing is. I think that that's what like, the problem is. <laughs> I see. He's a biased little bitch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. So great. humans are special that. enough to save, but um, not the fucking Andalites? Wow. No. Not the blue, not the not blue the dead, not the countless other species the year have destroyed. Fuck the Elemist. I hate him. That's and, valid. Because, well, uh, you know what? No, what? What do I, here's the thing. What's the thing? Here's the thing. I think, I think, you know how at the end of 
the last book, Jake, like we got Animorph Sauron, mm. um, the metal cube with the eye, the all-seeing oh. eye. <laughs> he sees through me. I see oh him my God. with my waking <laughs> eyes. I'm sorry. Um, let's, let me not do that right now. Um, that seems a lot less weird now than after reading this book. Do you think that book. the eye is an um, element? That seems... I'm not necessarily saying that the eye is an elemist. Like, it's definitely a possibility, I think. Hmm. But I'm just saying it's a lot less weird now. I um, Well, with the eye, I just considered it to be, like, a weird yerk thing. <laughs> Frankly. Me too. I thought it was, like, a yerk god or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, like, as we see with, like, um, at least in the Animorphs universe, like, with the elemist and with the yerk... Sauron, I think, like, the term god is a relative thing to each species. Um, but I thought it was just a Yurk thing, but it could be an Elemist. I don't know. It could be something entirely yeah. different. I know. Equally. Yeah, I know the Andalites don't, I don't think the Andalites consider the Elemists to be gods or god. Because mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, Axe is like, because Axe this is, is like a this fairy bitch. tale, you know? Or that's what the Elemist yeah. says. He's like... You know, your people have talked about me in your fairy tales. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I I kind of am hoping that the, the Eye of Yerk um, <laughs> is not... <laughs> An Elemis said something, like, just as strange and just as odd. Because I yeah. wonder, I, that would be neat. Um, at first I thought the Eye was, like, maybe the original Yerk, like... Like, not Visor 1, but, like, you know how it's a whole-ass bureaucracy. Um, but, like, the, I don't know, king of the Yerks, I don't know what that would be called. Um, but then I thought, like, Yerks don't have eyes or anything. Um, and they can't inhabit something without a brain. And that thing was a cube with one eye. So, I don't know. I hope we learn what it is, eventually. But I'm just saying it, it's less weird now. genetic group of you so that the human species doesn't die but not because we like you well but because not because we respect your autonomy autonomy diversity. as a species but mostly because i like your planet and i like your art <laughs> he's a dick yeah not it's like elements. i don't like you specifically i like what you produce um yeah first of all and to buy tobias is like it's a zoo that's what yes yeah. it's a zoo <laughs> I love el- Tobias in this scene. He's so blunt. He's like, it's, you're talking about a zoo? You're talking about a We're zoo? Talk- <laughs> and Cassie's like, this sounds more like a sanctuary. And he's like, no, that's a fucking zoo. No, yeah, it's a zoo. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> I love um, that. So it's either die or live in a zoo. Great odds. Great. Yeah, and the Elemist is like, like, we do not impose our will on sentient species. The choice is yours. And then Axe is like, no, it's, it's fuck off. It's not a real choice, is it? And I'm it's, getting, in this scene, I'm getting very much like savior complex from the Elemist oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Um, 
I didn't appreciate it. Sorry, go on, please. Well, that's the thing. That's what's so fucked up about the Elemist is that it's clearly, like, they have god powers. They could clearly save the humans, actually. Like, not, like, in a bullshit way. They could definitely legit save the humans. But mm-hmm. they're like, mm, no. No. We have a different idea. It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they don't necessarily reject his offer, but they debate among themselves and then they say that they need time to think about it. So he's like, all right, I will... He was like, I will be asking again. And... Um, if you live, if you I live. will ask once more. I will ask once... It's very ominous. Um, and then he unfreezes time and everything goes to shit. Yeah, and, and... So the kids unmorph, they demorph out of their... Um, out of their cockroaches, and and they burst out of the taxon, which, uh, but oh yeah, they were swallowed. That was disgusting. They were swallowed, and here's the here's the thing that gets me, like, that Fisher Three has to know they're humans now, right? He's a if he does not. I mean, granted, he was not there in the dining room, but. Yeah, like a bunch of humans just burst out of a taxon, King. Like, if none of his (laughs) subordinates say it, then, like... Do you think his subordinates are idiots? Or are they just too afraid to tell him that he's wrong? I don't know. This is a Chapman scenario, right? Like, in a couple books ago, Chapman had the same exact thing. And it's like, oh my god. This is, again, I, I'm going with together. this theory. I'm going with this How- theory. This is why Visser 3 is not Visser 1. is because his underlings are fucking morons. Even if he yeah. himself is kind of a genius. I absolutely agree. Like, he got the short end of the stick when it comes to underlings. Um, uh, I would say the- this poor guy, but it's, it's best How- for the universe. <laughs> How- yeah. How-, How did he and these idiots... Um, conquer and kill like hundreds of species. How did Visser how did, three and his morons and these kill moron every single Andalite? Kill yeah. How did they? What I the mean, Andalites can morph into any alien creature. This was. I'm pretty sure it was all Visser three. Oh yeah, I'm sure he like single-handedly killed all of them but and we know that viscer one is really the one responsible for the invasion of the earth um like but i'm still amazed though that incredible how is he viscer three i mean like he himself is cunning but his staff is stupid as hell so god i don't um, know i don't know it's I good for the say, kids though is viscer three a girl boss <laughs> Did Visser 3 lean in? <laughs> Did Visser 3 wash his face? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my <laughs> So we have Scottish girl boss Visser 3. <laughs> um, yeah, Visser 3. Visser 3 is a girl boss. He's not a girl though, but he is a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We have to, have we talked about that kind of girl boss feminism? I think on, we did. I think we did. I think on in Rachel's first book yeah, we talked about we why did. we both don't regard that as like true productive feminism. Um <laughs> I'm just very tickled by the idea. 
I can just imagine him wearing like um like heels on all three of his hooves and just like yes. You know, just like that like with a mug that says girl boss. You he know? has a copy of Girl Wash Your Face. He reads it's on his nightstand. He reads it every night. He also has what another copy of Lean In. Those are two like like uh girl boss books. Oh, there's girl boss books? Oh yeah. I was not aware. You didn't know about Girl Wash Your Face? I didn't. Oh my god. No. It's I like I thought it was just ugh, my mom would my mom would love it. <laughs> I see. Um but anyway, so the kids the the kids escape. They do manage to escape in a wonderful action scene. Um and they all end up safe at home. Um and then uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Rachel goes home and goes to sleep. Yeah, she passes out, which is um, valid, but I think it's it, it needs to be said that she turns into a bear for the first time, and she hadn't, like, practiced that morph. Um, mm. um, like, we've talked about this before. No wonder Cassie is the best at morphing. It's because she practices. Yeah. Um, and Rachel clearly doesn't, so she, like, loses control of the bear a little bit and just starts, like, killing everything. Yeah. Um, valid. You know, um, as you do. And, like, she almost kills Jake at one point because she, like, loses herself in the bear mind and the bear goes after Jake and his tiger morph until she morphs out and she he's yelling at her, Rachel, you're out of control. You are out of control. Um... Which I think this is a very m- important moment for Rachel as a character because up until now she's o- she's been this fierce warrior but always in like control of herself and her morph um, until she turns into the bear without practicing and like almost kills Jake. Especially, I mean, like feeling for Jake because he was just tortured like a week ago. Yeah, um, she loses herself in the music, the moments. She, yeah, she, she better never she lost... let it go. I mean, she's only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel would love Eminem. <laughs> she would. Real. She, would, she would even like modern Eminem with all his silly dad puns. She would. She would adore Eminem, let's be honest. Um, She'd be just like my sister, who will play Vanilla Ice at... Well, not Vanilla Ice. Um, Ice Ice Baby. Oh my god, I'm terrible. Um, and and then Cassie would be like me, who thinks that it's the intro to Under Pressure by David Bowie hmm. and um, <laughs> Queen, and then be disappointed. Um, Have you seen the interview where Vanilla Ice explains how the two are different? It is... What? Have you seen the interview... Where Vanilla Ice explains why the two samples are different. <laughs> I have not. It's so good. He goes like, no, nah, the other one is din 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 din. And ours is din 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 din. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, like a, it's not Leviosa, it's Leviosa it's situation. Very it's very that. Um, wow. It's so that. good. So, uh, Rachel takes a mental health day, which, good for her. Good for her, queen. Good job. Um, <laughs> good for you. Lean in. Girl, wash your face. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. It's okay. Um, but her, her mental health day slowly turns bad, because when you keep yourself locked in an apartment all day, 
with nothing but trashy reality shows and your dad who is on the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I she skips school for the first time. Yeah. Ever and I'm like, "Ooh, go go to a cafe, take some me time, go enjoy the world." Like No, she stays no, home all you. day. Uh, she stays home all day. But she's until like until it's time. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? She's just stand- at one point she's just standing there staring at the cupboards for like 3 hours. Um she's fully dissociating the whole time and then she turns into a bird again. Again, um, that's valid, Queen. Um, but and then they meet up in Cassie's barn, and everyone is seriously concerned because they haven't seen her, haven't heard from her, and she looks like she, shit. Yeah, <laughs> dressed like shit. I have on drugs. I got three fucking boyfriends. You gotta guess one of them I'm married to. You gotta guess which one. Have you seen that? What? Oh, nothing. Okay, um, <laughs> it's a reference that you don't understand yeah i don't but uh but like she like all of the kids are like rachel i saw seriously concerned i saw you flying and she's like nice to know i have privacy and then (laughs) jake is like you spent the whole afternoon in morph and she's like yes mother (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny um but my god uh they're i mean they're all kind of it's like an intervention. Yes, um, it's very much which an is, intervention. I mean, they have reason to be concerned because she's been acting really weird. I mean, turning into a grizzly and losing control and then staying way too long in morph. Um, skipping school, which looks suspicious. Like, you know, all of this stuff. So I don't blame yeah, them. Yeah, I don't either. Concerned. But uh, they're all kind of, well, Rachel specifically is like, feeling kind of some type of way about the the Elemist stuff. Because cause mm-hmm. she she tells him, like, the Elemist said we're fucked. So what's even the point? Like, who cares anymore? And, like, everyone then just looks really tired. Mm-hmm. And and then Cassie says something. Very, well, they ha- Cassie and Rachel have this exchange, which I already talked about earlier, but I think it's very important. Um, and it's, how can I even think about something un- that unimportant? I mean... Like, don't we have bigger things to worry about? The fate of the planet Earth and human race? Different things bother different people, Cassie said. I know how you feel about your dad. And I was like, oh. Oh, my heart. Oh, ouch. That hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that's like we were Um, saying. That's just a sign that they're good friends. They're very good friends for each other. Yeah, I mean, I... That was definite. This this was a best friend exchange. Yes. This, I mean, I love it. I don't know how many times I've had that exact conversation with one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, sucks. But then after but. that, uh, Rachel basically she has a panic attack. Like all of a sudden, it mm-hmm. felt like I was choking. Like my brain was spinning out of control. That's a panic attack. Fully, fully the moment. Fully. She needs meds. <laughs> And she has this girl. whole monologue where she's like, I am not as strong as you all think I am, you know? I am I want to be brave, and I turn into animals that make me brave, but I'm not inherently like that, so what am I supposed to do, you know? I'm very scared all the time. That's, oh my god, that always gets me when, like, a character who's always putting on, like, a super brave, powerful face, like, admits, like, I get scared, I'm not happy, like, all that, ugh, that gets me every time. Ugh. 
the good stuff, especially since Marco, like, two sentences ago was fully, like, teasing her and being like, well, if Rachel's going insane, how long do you think the rest of us will last? Which is, like, it's a Marco thing to say, but also that's kind of a shitty thing to say, in the, like, even though he didn't know it in this context. Like, I can see why that would affect her, so. Like, he didn't, that wasn't his intention. Yeah, it, to be fair, I mean, Marco also says, like, I... I'm, he's also, well, it's clear that they're all suffering from PTSD, but Marco's got it pretty bad, yeah. especially, like, since his mom is, mm-hmm. you know. Literally one. Uh, and he's like, I'm jumpy, I'm stressed, my skin has been rubbed off like sandpaper. Um, mm. So they're all doing bad, and they could all use some therapy, but they can't go to a therapist, because what if the therapist is a controller? <laughs> that's the rub. Aye, that's the rub. Um... You said you weren't going to do accidents. I didn't need you calling me out this morning. <laughs> On this morning. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> so, so um, the kids decide to rethink the Elemist's offer because they were pretty, pretty resolutely, except for Cassie, they were pretty resolutely like, no, we have to stay and fight. And then the Elemist, mm-hmm. they, then all the shit happened. And, the, and they're like, okay, maybe the Elemist is right. And then, burm, 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 guess who shows up? It's the Elemist. It's God. It's God. He just, like, shows up whenever he wants to. And he's like, I will show you what you need to understand. Which is cryptic as fuck. Um, yeah, and, and then and he, he transports them to the future. Future. Ooh, future. <laughs> no, you, spooky sticky. You've never, oh, spooky sticky. You've never watched. Uh, you've never watched uh, SpongeBob. You don't get my references. No. Future. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um. But they go to the future, and things aren't looking good. Things no, the sky good. is yellow, and everyone is, is dying. a controller. Everyone's a controller. The mall, the poor mall, is now a taxon hive. Disgusting. Um, like, half of downtown is flattened, and there's a yerk pool there instead now. Um, at the top of the GMC tower, which I don't know what that is, there's, like, a glass dome, which is important later on. Yes. Um, and there's also, like, a weird monorail that's not... It's just like a clear glass tube with a train inside that goes around the world now. That's actually That's pretty effective. I know. I actually I'm, I'm, those, I'm surprised but... that the Yerks have such good infrastructure when it comes to public transit. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah. damn, it's kind of based. Good job. Um. So, yeah, they're walking around, and uh, one they get bumped into, and and Rachel's like, "Excuse me." Because she's still really tired. And this controller woman is like, Who are you? And then... <laughs> my, the, this, is, this is very smart of Tobias. Tobias is like, That's Visser 3. You dumbass. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Yeah. Good job, Tobias. Thanks, Tobias. But Visser 3 has been promoted anyway, so it's not technically Visser 3. It's Visser 1. Yeah, which they didn't know. But, but it's fine. That begs the question, What happened to Marco's mom? she dead? Well, I think when Visser 3, in this timeline, takes over the Earth and succeeds in their taking over of the Earth, like... I mean, he get, he gets promoted. 
That's true, but what happens to Visor 1 when someone else gets promoted to Visor 1? Maybe they go down a peg to Visor 2 or Visor 3? Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe they just get killed. Yeah, it wouldn't be smart to just, like, execute them. Yeah, they're very smart people. Um, Smart slugs. Very smart slugs. Uh, But... (laughs) Their plan, this, this, I mean, their disguise of Axe as Mr. Three, which, I mean, poor kid, having to, uh, in, impersonate the impersonate person who destroyed your entire species. Um. Yeah, it sucks to suck, my dude. But luckily, he doesn't have to do it for long, but unluckily, nope. the actual Mr. Three shows up. Ah, <laughs> oh, such, such terrible luck. Well, I mean, Truly. it's not luck, as we've learned, because it's right oh, on yeah. schedule. Because of, oh my god, the time travel shenanigans. Oh god. (laughs) I know how you feel about time travel. The thing is, I like time travel, even though it's not possible. Sorry. Um. (sighs) Part of me feels like time is not real. No, time is real, unfortunately. Uh, It just depends on how we choose to perceive it. Some people consider time to be... A rather circular object, because then when you take a circle and then you push it on its side, it looks like a straight line. But, um, Mm -hmm. we will never know that because we are not temporally advanced beings. Anyway. Personally, I believe in Jeremy Baramy, baby. Jeremy Baramy, that I... Is it's a that I that's where that's where I go when I disassociate. The I is is also what is the I? What what's the month that I is June? Uh, It's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jeremy Baramy. Specifically the dot above yes, the Yes, that's, that's what Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, But Visser 3 shows up, and guess who's standing next to him? <gasps> Older, Older Rachel with a cute-ass Rachel haircut. Rachel with a very cute haircut. Bob with a very cute French Bob situation. Oh, um, but that's not important. But uh, it's Rachel, and it's... <laughs> It's freakiest. Well, it's it's a year control. Yeah, 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 but here's here's where things get confusing for me. It's okay. So the so Mister Three knew that the kids are gonna show up here because future Rachel is like, yeah, in five years ago we showed up in the future. I can't even explain this. It's so to me, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so silly. Five years ago, we showed up. So that's how I, future Rachel, know that all of this happens. <laughs> but then, but then, like, like, there was something unexpected in the timeline because they weren't expecting Axe to be there. But, like, if why wouldn't they be expecting Axe to be there if future Rachel knew Axe and knew all of the things that were happening? How is any of this unexpected? Maybe because in the original timeline, Axe died shortly after they went to the future or something. <sighs> Did I break you? Are you there? No, no, I'm I'm here. Maybe not all here, but I'm here. <laughs> but I don't know. Um maybe yeah, that's the that's the most logical reason I can think of is that Axe somehow died shortly after they visited the future. Or Maybe, I don't know, maybe he took the Elemis deal or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I know you don't buy it. I don't buy it. (laughs) This is my problem with with the book. 
I think I don't think I don't think that time travel is inherently bad for a book series. I love time travel. It's not possible, but I love it. But it's way too early to be introducing this kind of complexity. <laughs> is it? Is it? I genuinely think it is. And also just the implication that God exists and can do all of these things makes things a lot more I don't know. Maybe it's if, well to, uh, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Are we sure? No, yeah, yeah. It's we for, can get into no, it now. It's, if it's you an really ending want. book. Th- it's it's related to my rating of the book. So. <laughs> oh okay okay okay. But uh, stuff happens. Oh, but Visser three is gonna Visser three, and he like after Rachel is like this wasn't in the script. Something changed. He monologues Visser a little bit. Visser three is like, do you know what I did when I finally caught you and your little band of animorphs? Do you know what I did? I gave each of you to a trusted lieutenant. Excuse me, Lieutenant. And once you belonged to us, once you were mine, I killed your bird friend here and we roasted his body. He was tough and stringy, but we added a sauce. <laughs> we added a sauce you humans have. Barbecue, I believe it's called. <laughs> and then your friend Tobias was delicious. You had a leg eye, as I recall. You ate it and laughed. <laughs> That was a disgusting image, and you just made it funny. I, it, it was funny to me. Sc- when I read it... It was disgusting and terrible. When I read it, it was funny to me, because Mr. 3 is like, I think it was called barbecue. <laughs> that's barbecue? that's just funny to me. I don't know, because you are funny to me. When things are like... Here's the thing. Whenever things are like... So serious that they become melodramatic, it becomes funny to me. Sorry, like I'm sorry if this was a very serious and frightening image. I mean, the image of I mean, it wasn't frightening. Just the image of Rachel eating Tobias. I mean, that was fucked up. Um, it's the barbecue stuff that was, that was really, funny deeply for fucked me. up, especially since she like cares about him and likes him. Um, it was the barbecue sauce part that was funny to me. Oh, okay. Not the all of it. Not the all of it. Um, just just the I know how to. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like I used to, like, pluck and skin and gut birds with my dad no, we when didn't I was talk little. about that. We didn't? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Well, uh, yeah, my dad uh, used to take me duck hunting, and then he would let me do the plucking, skinning, gutting, um, and then subsequent cooking of the ducks sometimes. Um, so just the image of, like, doing that to Tobias, who, like, used to be your friend, that sounds, like, especially if Rachel was still alive and seeing that, um... It just sounds disgusting and horrible. Um, yeah. Anyway, but the barbecue part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, but uh, I think, imagine how fucked up this must be for Rachel to know not only are you no longer you, but you are basically taken captive and also simultaneously working with the mm-hmm. person who destroyed your entire species. And killed your planet. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's fucked up. That's, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then they're like, okay, oh. let's have a fight. And then <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, controller Rachel is like, Visser, what do we do? And Visser is like, we, we do nothing. I retreat. <laughs> he fucking leaves. He just leaves her there to die. You I love what? that. I mean, he doesn't technically die. Um, maybe? But uh, they all teleport out of there before anything can happen. So. And it's not worth much yeah. anyway. 
So that was weird. Um, but, odd. but yeah, Jake, Jake is like, Elemist, we've decided we're going to take you up on your offer. And the answer is yes. And then nothing happens. Just like, you tricky bitch. <sighs> Just... <laughs> I, Bruh, I, make up I your mind. Hate the Elemist so much. Well, I hate any I hate any character who like con- makes these kids continue being in this conflict. Why didn't the Elemist show up? Okay, well, I can, I think I can get why he wouldn't show up for any normal person. But why not show up for like someone who's in the military? Who someone who can actually do something? What? Like why not show the future to someone who has actual power and who isn't a child? Maybe because um, he's a little shit, and because um, I think he says it's because the kids are the only ones who actually know what would happening, what is happening, so it wouldn't like melt their minds Ugh. to be shown in the future. Yes, which feels like a weak excuse. It's a very weak. It excuse. does make Fuck sense. The um, but Cassie, or no, Rachel, Rachel goes to school. They talk about World War Two. They talk about the butterfly. Why is it effect. always? Why is history always about World War Two? Why is it I always? I don't know. If anything, why not make this about World War One? World War One was actually a butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah, way more so than World War Two. Uh, you know. Oh, but Miss Paloma anyway. also has a bit of a glitch in the Matrix, <laughs> where she's like much more complicated than that. A single butterfly. A single butterfly. A single butterfly. <laughs> Which is very weird. She does? I didn't catch yeah, that. she does. She has a weird glitch. Which they don't really explain. But I, um, Maybe she's a puppet of the Elemist. Maybe it's some kind of time travel thing. I mean, if the Yerks can control people... Oh, the Elemist definitely I don't can. S- yeah, I don't see why other species couldn't. No, definitely. It's really weird, though. But uh, Rachel is like, a single butterfly. But how is the butterfly supposed to know when to beat her wings? That's a good question, Rachel. That was corny. <laughs> um, but she actually, she has a dream that night. Where she's like, oh, I figured it out. I know where the Candrona is. Thank you, Elemist, for showing it us, to us. You could have showed it to us without, you know, the trauma. But thanks for showing it to us. But he's nothing. Ex- he's nothing if not dramatic. He's nothing so. if not a piece of shit. <laughs> that is true. Um, but uh, she's she's like, yeah, yeah, we got him, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> and she she's like, it's like three in the morning, and she like turns into a bird, and she goes to Tobias, and she's like, I figured it out. And she calls all the people together, and she's like, guys, it's the building, it's the building. <laughs> The GMC, oh, the EGS tower. I don't know why I said I don't GMC. Know what That's e- a car I don't, GMC is trucks. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe? I don't actually know. Um, but she's like, ha, oh, we figured it out. Um, but then Cassie says something very prescient about the Elemis. As she's wont to do, she says something very smart. Um, he's in a trap. The Elemis is trapped. He wants to save Earth, but he can't interfere directly. Supposedly, all he's allowed to do is offer to save a small number of us, but he knows that won't save Earth. It will save a few humans, yes, but when he showed us visions of Earth, he wasn't talking just about humans. He said Earth was a work of art. He wants to find a way to save it. So, Mm -hmm. I was right. (laughs) 
Yes, you were. <laughs> if anything, the only thing the elements the elements is a combination zookeeper and uh, uh, art curator. Yeah, who fancies himself a, a humanitarian? Yes. Oh my god, I hate him. He sucks. Um, I'm so sorry to anyone who's listening who may happen to be an Elemist apologist. I'm sorry. Um, Jenny will find you and I'm hunt you down. I'm sorry if you happen to be an Elemist and you're listening to this. Um, I'm really sorry. I've said some very uh, offensive things for the Elemist community, but also fuck you guys. I hate your guts. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that an Elemist would deign to listen to our tiny little podcast. Well, they are omniscient, so. Are they? Sort of. Are they? <laughs> Uh, kind of. Um, but the kids are like, ew, it's the EGS tower. That's the Candrona. What, does it, what is an EGS? What I it, don't it, know. <laughs> Maybe it's every good sauce. Moving on. So it's on wait, the top wait, of the maybe, EGS can tower. Can we call it eggs? <laughs> the eggs the tower. tower. And there's, like, businesses and law firms and stuff. It's nice. Yeah, cool, cool, nice. Cool, 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 it's cool, a little cool, tower. Cool. So they go there very early in the morning. They turn into aminals. They scare off a drunk guy. And Marco taps on the door and he's like, Hi, I just came from a masquerade party and I was looking for Visa 3. <laughs> and then the security guard's like, Oh, and light filth. And- <laughs> like, okay, so you're a controller, great. Um... And he just, Marcus, and then boom, okay. he punches him, and boom, they get in the elevator, and boom, they talk about Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. I forgot that this book series came out in the 90s, and Rachel was talking about how cute Keanu Reeves is, and I'm like, wait, wait, let's back up. Let's back up a let's little hold bit. Hold on. He's like 56, and then I was well, like, he wait, hasn't this aged. was 20. That's the thing. That's true. He has not aged. Um, But I was like, oh, right, this came out like 22 years ago, so. Yeah. This book is as old as my older brother. Oof. What? Wow. Same. Um, but uh, the uh, there's like elevator music, <laughs> and this is I love such that. a funny scene to me. Of they're just like waiting and like in the bathroom, it's just say seen any good movies lately? <laughs> like it's so funny. I love it. I love it, gal. I love it. Um, I love it. Oh, but then they have a big old fight. Oh, right. And um, I love this. This this was kind of a badass thing that happened. Um, Rachel, like, charged at... What, what were there? There were taxon controllers. Um, and she thought they were human controllers because the grizzly bear is, like, nearsighted. Um, so she charges at them and, like, takes them out. And everyone thought she was brave. But, uh, so, yeah, she says, later everyone thought I was being brave. But you know what the truth was? The truth was, with my weak bare eyesight, all I could see was a blur. I thought they were humans. I wasn't brave. I was just blind. I was like... That's pretty crazy. That's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. Character development. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, but they have a fight. Ah, oh, lots of roaring. Ah, oh, crashing. Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Tobias comes in. Seer. <laughs> I love his little Seer. screeches. Yeah, what is that supposed to... It's is like he, the... I don't know. <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they live. They do it. They, they did the battle. Yay! Um, yay. yay! And then they made it to the, the Candrona. And it's like and a big old shiny thing. Box. 
it's like a box. I kind of, I half expected the Condrona to be the cube with the eye. That would have been bold. You know what I expected it in my head? It looked like um, a large sun. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense because they describe it as being a replacement sun. So I don't really know. Like in, like towards the finale of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when father yeah. pulls out the sun. I hope that's not spoilers. It's not really. I mean, I've seen it, so. Well, I mean, it's been out for like. Yeah, well, I just finished it. How many it. years? It's true. Anyway, they did it. They Whatever. shove it uh, down the windows and everyone wins. Yay! Yay! And they've. They successfully fucked some shit up and the Yerks are crippled for another couple of weeks. Yeah, and. Good. and uh, we like this. And the Elemis shows up uh, and he's like, everything Finally. changes the future. Go fuck yourself. So cryptic. Such an asshole. It's, it's, but what makes me so frustrated about the Elemist is that, like, he's like, oh, uh, one butterfly changes the future. You could have changed it. Yeah. You're talking about butterflies? You are God. <laughs> God, Jesus. Um, but he's like, ha, ha, ha. As I said, you are a primitive race, and yet you are clearly capable of learning. Ugh. What a dick. But the the the, the final dick. scene, the final scene happens and it's Rachel helping her dad pack up. She's choosing to stay. Um she's choosing to stay with her buddies in her town with should her with I her stay mother. Or I go? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Britain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, what are your thoughts? What are oh, your well, thoughts I was about just the gonna, book? Just gonna take us out. Um, uh, oh, okay. You want to take us out? Yeah. Uh, Rachel. Rachel okay. is like, sorry. Woo! I saved save the world, and her dad's like, yeah. And then he like, and then he leaves, and then there's a hawk, and he's it's Tobias, and he's like, you coming, Rachel? And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. The end. <laughs> it was a very 90s yeah, ending. I'm it was a very chummy 90s ending yeah. for a very dark book. Woo! Woo! All right, Bryn, what are your thoughts? What are my th- what are my thoughts? Um What are my thoughts? Actually, can you say your thoughts first while I gather mine? What were my thoughts? I started saying them. <laughs> I knew I should have said them when I was time. But, um, I... You said, you started to say something that was, um, like, uh, linked to your rating of the book about time travel and continuity. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. I think, I don't know, I think I admire this book's weirdness, but I Mm -hmm. think that the ideas it introduces, um, aren't are not the best for the cohesion of the entire series. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think, I mean, if they're yeah. going to do some kind of, like, oh, in the end it was all for naught, like, they should do it, I feel. they they You can do this kind of shit, but you should do it later in the story. I think it's too early to do this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And furthermore, it just raises a lot of questions. Questions that... Don't feel super prescient, but I'm going to think about anyway. I don't know how to phrase this kind of shit. Time travel always 
time travel always frustrates me. I don't have, I don't think I have a problem inherently with like a story showing the future. Ooh, showing the future. But the fact that they could interact with the future was what threw me off. Yeah, I was not expecting them to be able to be seen in the future. Like, I thought they were just going to exist there out of time and space and perception. Um, I would have preferred that. that. Yeah, I think that would have been better. But it would have changed the story a lot. Um, Anyway, please go on. That was mostly it. Um... I just, I don't know. I think when you do time travel in a story, especially, I, this story is not, this story is, is I, I know that this is like an alien fiction, like, but I honestly, I consider mm-hmm. this series to be kind of grounded in, in a really tangible reality, specifically because mm-hmm. like this book is not, this book series is not just about war, but about the effects of it and like what it does yeah. to a psyche of a child. And that is a very tangible thing, you know? Like, that's real. Mm-hmm. And now that we bring in... We basically confirm that God exists, and at any time he could fix things. I think that just takes the stakes down a little bit. I agree. I think it... It, I, I, it maybe doesn't take down the stakes, but it definitely changes them. And it... It definitely broadens the stakes where... I don't know how... It feels like the stakes are stretched thin. It feels like the story is, like, pulled in so many different directions that the stakes feel a little bit shallower. Like, they're not any less prevalent, and they're still there. They just don't feel as necessarily dire as they did last book. It doesn't... It it makes it less personal. Yeah, and I think the only thing that really... Like, this that saved this book was Rachel's very real dilemma with her parents' divorce and her very real dilemma with, like, moving in with her father, staying with her mother, who she should hurt. Um, Those very real high-stakes choices in her own personal life, which I think is what saved this book and grounded it back to reality. If we didn't have that, I think it would have been, like, I would have given it, like, a 4.5 out of 10 just because it was too abstract. Um, yeah, I do like that though, that that is included. Cause I think that there's, it's something that I find it very fascinating that sort of the meta conflict, I guess the bigger quote unquote, bigger conflict of this story is between like, um, should I stay or should I go? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> uh, like, like before the before the Elemist reveals that, like, oh no, the conflict the whole time was who's the butterfly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but, I do. I do like that the mirror, the meta in um, meta conflict experience um, mirrors it, it mirrors the, the micro conflict. Yeah, it mirrors um, yeah. macro. That's what I was looking for. Macro conflict. There we mirrors go. And reflects. Um, Rachel's micro-conflict. I did like that. I thought that was really cool. I wish it would have mm-hmm. stayed that way. Because <laughs> it did feel like they were kind of switching the theme from, like, oh, should I stay or should I go, into, uh, oh, as a butterfly will flap her wings, but when will she flap them? <laughs> you know? Ooh. And that was not, I don't know, yeah. I did not resonate. 
No, I, I agree. I think they should have kept it with that one singular theme and maybe switched the theme when they, like, in a different book. But what happened, happened. It's inferent now. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, here, here, would you like to hear my oh, thoughts yeah. as I wrote them <laughs> down, as I was reading, as I was done with the book? I have a few thoughts, and they're all pure reaction that I wrote down immediately after finishing the book. Um, the first one is, firstly, what the fuck? Second, how did they all not die? How did they all not die? How did they all, how not, did they die? all not die? <laughs> that was not one of their best plans. It wasn't one of their worst plans, but still, they should have all died. Thirdly, that Kadrona situation where they, like, pushed it out of the tower felt slightly too easy to mm, me. I agree. Um, like, I feel like there should have been more guards guarding the, the Kendrona. I agree. But, I, I mean, that doesn't really matter. Um, second, uh, they literally met God. This was different from the book, but, like, in a good and bad way. And then all the other stuff we've already talked about. Um, what would you rate this book? <sighs> Honestly, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Six out of ten. I was thinking 6.5. Um, seven, if I'm generous. Generous. I was saying 6.5 because at least that struggle, the micro struggle for Rachel felt very real to me. Um, and it did make me feel emotions, so I appreciated that. Um, I also didn't appreciate it because I don't like feeling emotions. So mm. um, 6.5 for me. So we're basically on the same page. Yeah. I want to talk about now um, the next book, the next what mega the book. Fuck? <laughs> Megamorphs. What is what that? Is what is Megamorphs? What is Megamorphs? Well, we're gonna find out. I, I don't know. It's a it's book seven point five, but Megamorphs number one is this like a separate series? Is, is it, it a, a spin-off? recap? But it, I, don't I don't know. And each it's forty four chapters, and each chapter is from a single kid's perspective, this including is, X. Yeah, I don't. Oh, wait, I love how on the cover it has, like, oh, Jake turning into a tiger, Cassie turning into a fly, Marco turning into a wolf, uh, Rachel turning into a bear, and then just a bird. <laughs> and then just bird, that's Tobias. That's so funny, I know. He's just chilling. Where the fuck is, is Axe? Maybe he's on the back of the book, that we just can't see it. I don't know, but, uh, Because our PDF doesn't it? include a back cover. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, what? You heard me. <laughs> okay. Um, it, this book is, however, it's 44 chapters, but a regular book of Animorphs is 70 pages. This book is 99 pages, so it's not too terribly long. Yeah. We're going to decide how we tackle this. Move forward with this, how we tackle this book. We will release details as we know them. Yes. So we decide them. Um... I'm excited, though, yeah. to read this mystery mm. novel. I'm intrigued. And Light's gift. <laughs> yeah. Is I... Do we want to... Okay. Do we want to do predictions? Oh, yes. Um, okay. Well, I'm not... I'm not even sure how to do predictions, because I'm not even sure what the Megamorphs is. Uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. You know? If it's, like, a recap series, then... I don't, I don't know. But, like, I don't think it is. I don't... I don't think it is either. Maybe it's a, maybe it's something really. I feel like something really important is going to happen. Like really I know, important. Maybe that 
it's titled the Andalite's gift and gift yeah gift and there's <laughs> Andalite's gift gift and there's no um there's no tagline n- yeah there's no tagline that's ominous it's, it's not even book 10 no it's 7.5 maybe they'll get another and then, maybe they'll get another kid on the team that'd be too early for that yeah and then the one after, and um, Animorphs book eight is titled the That's Alien. from Axe's perspective, which I am is it? very excited for. Well, Axe is on the cover. Oh, yeah, I think you're right, because the tagline is, he's only when human he wants when he be. wants to be. Dot, 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 dot. There's four, why are there four ellipses? I don't oh, know. it's a period, and then an ellipsis. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm a nerd. But yeah. I'm not sure what to... I don't even know what to expect. I don't know either. Well. I... What are your predictions? I predict that the Megamorphs is going to be something that is... It's going to be a big plot point that needs to be dissected from multiple people's perspective. Mm. Um, That's my prediction. I'm not going to say anything too specific but i do feel like i do get the sense that we're going to be feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of visor three oh obviously and maybe even a guest appearance of visor Mm -hmm. one you know it's been a while since we've seen her it's been a couple books Mm -hmm. i feel like it's also going to be a little bit of a setup for axe's book yeah you know Mm. those are my predictions fun and funky fresh Fun and funky fresh. Fun and Spooky fancy and free. sticky. Sure. <laughs> okay. Do you have any concluding thoughts? Uh, about this book, no. No. <laughs> Not really. It was okay. It was just, I don't know. Uh, you all already know my I, thoughts. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I Don't get me yeah. wrong. But it's the same with I the think- Tobias situation, I think. Yeah, it could have been better, but I did enjoy it, and um, I both appreciated Rachel's conflict and also did not appreciate it, because I felt very seen, <laughs> and I was like, ooh. I'm in this picture, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't appreciate this. Um, I didn't, I mean, Kay Applegate really thought that she could just, like, write me into a book and get away with it. Um, identity fraud and Rachel. Anyway. So I felt very seen, which I did not appreciate, but I also did appreciate hmm. it, you know. Um, sometimes I'm excited for next book, though. Sometimes it just be like that. We Me might too. Have to, yeah, we might have to do a two-part Ooh, maybe. situation. Hmm. Ooh, a our special first episode. Special our first episode. special episode. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, Excellent. Well, those are all of our thoughts, I'm pretty sure. Those are all if you of have thoughts. any of your yes. thoughts yourself that you'd like to share with us, you can send us a DM on Twitter. Our uh, Twitter is... At Animorphin, that's A-N-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-N, Animorphin. Oh, uh, also, if you have any Animorphs fan art that you would oh, like yes, to share love with the please send it to us. We'll give you full credit, of course, but um, I love Animorphs. I love fan, fan art, art. <laughs> I love drawing it. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Um, you so, drew a um, beautiful Andalite. You did drew... You oh, did. Oh. <laughs> you did. It, he was green for some reason because he was the first book okay. I didn't read the description all the way. Well, I didn't even want to do colors in mine. <laughs> so, um, 
But yeah, if you have any questions or any fan art you'd like to send to us, that'd be uh, heckin' dope. If you would draw, if any of you listening would draw Visser 3 in a kilt, that would make my fucking day. That would make my, oh my that would make my month. Um, that would make your life. Yeah, but if you have any uh, long-form questions, you can also send us an email at theanimorsbookclub at gmail.com. Uh, and if you'd like... If there's anything you want us to talk about on the show as oh, well. Oh yeah, if also. you have any questions you'd like to ask us about things we talked about or things we'd like to clarify uh hell yeah, yeah or yeah just, just no spoilers requests. please just no yeah no spoilers please, um if you would be so kind but we also have uh you can also send us a voice message on anchor if you oh, yeah. want to you can do that um and you can also specify if you want us to play it in your episode or not either one is fine but we will respond to you yeah I promise. we promise we enjoy them so much yeah it's very fun uh mm-hmm. well what Nietzschean quote shall I take us out with today? Mm, something good, something fresh, something relevant. I think I've got something pretty great. It's a pretty, pretty well-known Please. piece. <clears throat> Excellent. <clears throat> well, allow us, allow me to take you all out with a calm reading of the heaviest burden by Friedrich Nietzsche. What if a demon crept after you into your loneliest loneliness some day or night and said to you, This life, as you live it at present, and have lived it, you must live it once more, and also innumerable times, and there will be nothing new in it, but every pain, and every joy, and every thought, and every sigh, and all the unspeakably small and great in thy life must come to you again, and all in the same series and sequence, and similarly this spider, and this moonlight among the trees, and similarly this moment, and I myself, the eternal sand glass of existence will ever be turned once more and you with it you speck of dust would you not throw yourself down and gnash your teeth and curse the demon that so spoke or have you once experienced a tremendous moment in which you would answer him you are a god and never did i hear anything so divine if that thought acquired power over you as you are it would transform you and perhaps crush you Question with regard to all and everything. Do you want this once more and also for innumerable times would lie as the heaviest burden upon your activity? Or how could you have to become so favorably inclined to yourself and to life so as to long for nothing more ardently than for this last eternal sanctioning and sealing? And we will see you all next time on the Animorphs Book Club! The end. Why does Nietzsche hit so hard every time? That man does not miss.